your job as a coach is to be the coach on the call, not the seller. You're not trying to sell on the call. Let me repeat that. You are not trying to sell your services on the call. What you're really doing is you're trying to identify how you can help them, how you can help another human. And then once you understand that, you want to articulate how you can help them. And then if there is an objection, AKA, I can't afford this. I want you as a human to show up and talk to the human and say, cool. Are you open to talking about this? If they say no, it's a no. If they say, yeah, I would actually like to talk a little further. Cool. Let's talk like two freaking humans. My name is Kat Del Carmen. I'm a wife, mama, and business coach to badass women. Here's the thing. So many of us were raised to believe that a college degree and a nine to five job is the only road to success. I'm here to tell you it's not. On this show, we're going to keep it real. I'm going to challenge you to think differently, take action before you're ready and show up as your future self. We'll talk about business, growth, mindset, and the tough stuff in life. My guests will inspire you and give you insight to what is possible. So if you want to start an online business, I'm here to teach you. Welcome to the Follow That Fear podcast. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to the Follow That Fear podcast. I'm so grateful you are here today. Today's episode is an IG Live I did earlier in June of 2021. And I wanted to share it on the podcast because it was so value-packed, and I just know that all of you will take a lot away from it. So I'm talking about what not to do on sales call. And to be honest, I think during this live, what I really did too is give you insight on like what do you need to do on sales calls and what do you not need to do. Look, the coaching industry that I grew up knowing, like as soon as I started exploring being a coach, I saw a lot of things of like, here are some scripts and here is exactly what you need to do and say during sales calls. And that's just not the way that I learned how to do this. There was a lot of trial and error. And trust me, I've had some calls where I thought it had to look a certain way. And it didn't work out (laughs) for many reasons. But I also got on some sales calls early, early on in my career as a coach. And I didn't know what the F I was doing. And I was really, really, really scared, to be honest, of like talking about numbers and cost and payment and how can I help them and Yeah, let's just say I've learned a lot. And on today's episode, I'm sharing a lot of those learnings on what sales calls, discovery calls, clarity calls, consultations, what those can look like, especially if you want to start creating more results and creating more clients. Okay. 
So I'm so excited about that. But before we get into that episode, I just want to give my client Sophie a huge, huge shout out. This woman has really stepped into being the leader of her business. She has done so much self-coaching. She has done so much inner work and it shows in her results over and over and over again. She just hit a huge milestone, a five figure milestone month. And to be honest, it's just been such a pleasure watching her um, really grow into being such an amazing leader. And I just feel so, so blessed to, to have not only have her as a client, but also just to be a part of this journey with her. Because when we started working together, she had just made a couple thousand bucks total in her business. And seeing her grow into this leader has been such a freaking blessing. So she's a manifestation coach. If you want to go follow her, she's at Sophie, S-O-F-I-H-A-L. P-H-E-N. She is just amazing. I'm so, so, so proud of her. So I wanted to shout her out. I had to. All right, now let's get into this episode. Actually, Sophie's such a great example of this because she's had so many clarity calls. And I remember past months where she was like, this isn't worth it. This is too many. Like I, people are saying no, but trust me. When you're starting out doing these calls, you have to learn how to do it. And I feel like Sophie's such a great example to like work through the tough stuff and really, really learn how to manage her mind and create results for herself and for her business. So anyways, I'm so excited for this episode. Get your notebook out, get a pen or a pencil or something and get ready to take some notes because you will want to on this episode. All right, let's get started. And today I want to talk about what not to do on sales calls. I have been literally talking about sales calls with not only a ton of my clients, but in the DMs with a whole bunch of folks. And that's what I want to talk about today. So I've gone through a lot of sales calls. I've been on a lot, a lot of sales calls. And I've also talked so much with my clients who get on these calls as well. So I want to give you three things not to do on sales calls. And then I'll also share three things to do. Okay. All right. I'm just going to get into it. So number one thing that I see happen so often that is literally preventing you from either the client actually signing, it's preventing you of really showing up as the coach on the call, preventing you from just being your best when you are on that type of call. Okay. So the number one thing I see is we make assumptions. We make assumptions about our client or our potential client, right? So if you are on a sales call, hey, Sid, when you are on a sales call, here's what I immediately want you to be cognizant of is your actual thoughts. Because our brain is going to come up with so many freaking assumptions when we're on a call with a client, right? So 
And I'm talking specifically for people who are signing one-on-one clients and interested in signing higher ticket one-on-one clients, right? Like at least over a thousand, so forth, right? And here's the thing. Our brain on the call is going to want to make it about us, right? And when I say about us, I mean, do we sound right? Am I saying the right thing? Am I asking the right questions, right? When you have these actual thoughts in your head while you're on a sales call of, am I saying the right thing? Am I getting the thing across? Am I whatever? What we're not doing is listening. And listening is the number one thing you need to do on a call, being present and listening. And here's what happens. Not only do we have our own thoughts that come up, but our brain will serve us with assumptions about the people we're talking to, right? So if someone's interested in working with you and they set up a call, let me be very clear about something. They have every intention, every single intention to buy. They have every intention to work with you. That's why they're on the call. Our time is precious. And the honest truth is that when people get on a call with you, they have every intention of working with you. But when we're on the call as the coach, I want you to be very, very aware of what assumptions your brain is telling you. So here are some of the assumptions I hear the most often from my clients. Hear this. Uh, They tell me A, B, and C, and I assume they won't be committed. They tell me, and I'll I'll give you real examples. They tell me that, um, oh, I learned that they have three kids and um, they're late to the call. So that means they're not gonna be committed to coaching. That's an assumption, right? They only make a thousand bucks a year, so they won't be able to afford my services. That's an assumption. A year, a thousand bucks a year, thousand bucks a month. Um, another assumption is, uh, what else do I hear from my clients? Um, they are already super successful, so I don't think I can help them. These are the assumptions our brain will tell us. But when you are on a call, a consultation call, a clarity call, discovery call, sales call, when you are on these calls, you need to stand in the as the coach. And what do coaches do? Coaches listen. Coaches observe. Coaches are always present. What they're not doing is like making all of these assumptions up. And then the worst part, believing them. The minute your brain serves you an assumption or thought about the person in front of you in the call and you actually start believing it is the moment it spirals is the moment where you feel like you lost everything like you not everything but you feel like you like the call's going wrong and the reason is you submitted to those thoughts but the problem is those thoughts aren't true who the f said they were true I literally was talking to one of my clients about two, two, two situations this week. Um, one where my client was, was booking a call with this woman and she had, she was just, she, she had a, she had a lot of responsibilities. She was doing a lot, right? Like she has kids and she's doing this and she's getting her degree and la la la. And she wants to do this. And My client had thoughts about her not being able to commit to the work, her not being able to, not being a great client, right? And here's the thing. The 
we have to take, we have to learn to take ownership of what our brain is serving us, especially when there are assumptions about people, because it's just not effing fair. It's not fair to them, right? Like if you are already like, let's, let's talk about like health coaching. And I'm, I say this because I'm actually working with a personal trainer and I'm still looking to look, work with a health coach. But like, if we look at it this time, if we look at it from a lens of a health coach, it's like saying, oh, I eat a whole bunch of donuts every day and I always eat out and I want to lose 50 pounds, right? A health coach might think, well, we got a lot of fucking work to do. I don't know if this is going to be possible for her in the amount of time we're working together, right? Like that's a normal, just a normal thought. But here's the problem. The problem is two things. One, you aren't even making space for who this person can be. If we look at these, our potential clients on a sales call, if we look at them in their highest power, Like if you just envision and imagine everything they want for themselves and see them there and then hold them to that standard when you're communicating, right? And when I say hold them to the standard when you're communicating, I mean, here's a question I ask that usually will trump, um, stump, not trump, stump, um, some clients. I'll ask them, okay, what do they want or what are their goals, right? They tell me. And I ask them, what have they tried? And they're like, oh, I've tried this. And that's all I've tried. And I'm like, well, why is that all you've tried? Right? It's okay to ask hard questions. You're the coach. And on the sales call, your literal job is to really understand what's going on in their head. What are the actual results? And where do you fit in? Like, that's the whole job. I mean, that's the whole point of the call. And what happens is we let our own stuff get in the way. And this also happens a lot with pricing. I have another client I was talking to about pricing. We've been talking a lot about this and she has a lot of assumptions, which is so normal because our brain will a hundred percent go there, but she has a lot of assumptions on what people can afford. And let me tell you something. You don't get to make decisions for people and what they invest in. You just don't. I know a lot of people who have very nice cars, very nice cars and have like very little money in their bank account and very little, like just any investments. Like they literally invested a whole bunch of money in the car. Look, I don't think that's the smartest decision personally, but you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to judge someone and tell them what they need to do with their money. Unless you're a money coach, then I feel like you should, (laughs) but I'm not. Um, We have to let go of the fact that, or the beliefs we have about what other people can afford. And here's what I'd rather you do. I rather you not stop, stop thinking of like what so-and-so can afford and they can't afford it. Even if they tell you cool. Let them tell you, but you know what? I rather you work on your effing belief of what you're freaking selling. That's the real problem here. Because when people like when I, for example, when I get a no, right? I am so not tripping. You know why? Because I, I firmly, strongly believe in what I can deliver to my clients. 
I believe deeply that I'm going to to either push them in a way they've never been pushed. I believe deeply that I'm going to uncover a lot of some pieces of their like brain that they haven't uncovered. And I'm always going to help them get out there and do the work. Always. Like I'm confident in that. So on a call, the last thing I'm thinking about is they're not going to be able to afford it. And you know what? I shouldn't say that. It's not that I don't have the thoughts it's that I put them away. And I, when the thought comes in, which is super normal because we're human, when the thought comes in of, oh, they won't be able to afford this, I literally in the moment will be like, that's a hundred percent wrong. Let me put that over here and let me freaking listen. Let me just keep listening and keep asking questions and keep probing and really understand at the root of the level, at, at the root of um, the, the problem or the goal they're trying to reach. Like, why aren't they getting the results they want? Why haven't they taken action? Why haven't, you know, really understanding why? Because what I've found is when I'm present in the moment and I'm really listening and I'm not just trying to like go through a process of a sales call, but I'm like literally listening. What I find is I find exactly how I can help them. Right. So I had one, I'm thinking of one um, clarity call I had recently where the the woman was telling me all about how she wants to build. She wants to um, she, she wants to get a certain amount of income uh, from her coaching business consistently. La da da da. Right. And she also works a full time job. And she was just telling me how much she hates her job and how much she really wants to quit. And she's so like over it and blah, blah, blah. And I just kept asking questions. I'm like, okay, so like, when do you work? What are your boundaries here? La la la. How much money have you made in your business? How much do you want to make? I was asking all these questions. And when I went to her where I was like, okay, one-on-one coaching, here's what I think we could work on. The first thing I mentioned was your relationship, your thoughts about your job. Because I promise you, if you resent your job, if you grow that resentment for your job while you're building a coaching business, you will hate this process. You will literally hate the process. So the number one thing we're going to work on together is getting you on board with your job, maybe setting some boundaries, maybe, you know, we'll, we'll dig into it a little bit more so you can make space for your business, which I, I really believe most people have to do when they're starting out. But at the end of the day, you can't like if you absolutely resent and dislike your job so much, it's going to affect every single time you show up for your business. Right. And that's what I started with. I could have been like, oh, we're going to create this offer and you're going to sell it for this much and la 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 la. And I'm going to teach you how to sell the fundamentals. But you know what? Of course, I'm going to teach her all that. But what she really needs to work on is her thoughts about her circumstances, which is a job that she needs to pay the bills. And if you are going to hate your job every day, it's going to affect your business. So, and I, here's why I, I told her this, like I told her, this is what we're going to work on because I was freaking listening. I asked a lot of questions. I didn't assume that she was not going to be committed because A, B, and C. I didn't assume that she wasn't going to be able to afford it because she hasn't made that much money in her business. Or I didn't assume we have to watch our assumptions. We have to watch our assumptions and our thoughts when we're on these calls, sales calls, clarity calls, discovery calls, whatever you call them. 
we have to watch our thoughts and make sure we're staying present in the call and showing up like the coach that we are. Okay. Number two, um, I, I went in on that a lot. Number two, I really want you to learn to not always try to ex- over explain when you're on a call, over explain everything you help, everything you help your people with. Here's what I find. A lot of folks will get on a call and they want to explain every single thing that you can help people with. Look at all the things I can help people with, right? Like if I were to get on a sales call and explain everything I can help my client with, it would, it would be crazy. Like it would, it would just, it would just be wild. If I explained everything I can help clients with on the call, it would be incredibly overwhelming. And I want to lend you that it might be very overwhelming for the people you're on the call with if you're explaining everything you worked with. It's like me getting on a call, and this is just not how I do calls, but it's like me getting on a call saying, oh yeah, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to help you with how to put an offer together. Then I'm going to help you with how to mess do the messaging for that. Then I'm going to really encourage you to go out there and sell, 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 sell and make offers and always and create content. I'm going to teach you how to create amazing content. And then I'm going to do this. It's very overwhelming. And here's the honest truth. A lot of people don't need a lot of things to make money as a coach, especially in the freaking beginning of your business. You really don't. I've seen it over and over and over and over again with my clients. One of my first clients that I had, she still works with me because she's renewed. She literally doesn't like she started her Instagram when we started working together, like a brand new Instagram. I remember I encouraged her to to use her her personal um, Instagram and she was like, no, I want to make a new one. La, la la. We started working together and she literally has made a lot of money. I actually don't know how much she's made, but she's had multiple clients now and she works super part-time in her, in her business works a very, very, uh, what do you call it? Uh, she spends a lot of time at work, but she's made lots of money by doing simple, simple things. I didn't get on a call with her saying you have to explain every single, here's what everything we're going to work on. No, I, here's the honest truth is I do not work on everything with every client and you don't have to either when you are doing one-on-one coaching. Here's what you want to do. You want to understand what their blocks are. What exactly is in the way of them showing up for themselves, right? So for example, if you are talking to, if you are, um, let me do a life coach. Okay. Life coach example. If you are a life coach and someone says, and, and they're, they're on the, you know, call with you on a sales call and they're saying, okay, so I really am having a tough time communicating at work. I really want to get promoted. My, my relationship with my husband is not it doesn't feel like really good right now because I work a lot and I'm a workaholic and I really want to get better at that. And I'm also eating like crap, right? Let's just say, and you're a life coach. You don't want to go to them and be like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to work on your health and we're going to work on this and we're going to work on, 
um, your, your career. And then we're going to look at your relation, all your relationships with everybody at work and your, your relationship with your boss and how you're communicating. Then we're going to go to your relationship at home. And we're going to do the same for that. And then we're going to do the relationship with your kids. La la la. That is so fucking overwhelming. Excuse my language. When you are doing one-on-one coaching, which is what I a thousand percent recommend to every single new coach, don't start with a freaking course or group program. I just don't recommend it. I'm not saying it's not the right way. I'm just saying if you want to become the best in your game, you know, you know why I'm such an amazing coach and sorry to like toot my own horn, but it's true. Here's why I'm coaching people 20 freaking hours a week for the last six months. I could make space for people. Like I know how to listen. I know how to challenge. I, I know how to do it because I've freaking done the work. And this is why I recommend one-on-one coaching right off the bat. Super simple. Getting to know who you are as a coach, getting to know how you can help people. Anyways, I, I went on a tangent, but here's what I don't want you to do on a call. I don't want you to list off every single thing you can help a person with. You know why? Because a lot of the time when we're doing that, it's because we're trying to convince people that this is worth it. We're trying to convince people like, look at me, I'm the right coach. I can help you with all these things, right? Like you don't want to go, even if you like to think of buying a car, right? Which is also super expensive. When you go buy a car, like I, and, and I, I'm, I'm checking out a car, right? Like I know which car I want and I'm there. And then the salesman is selling you on all everything it does and just like really laying it on thick like oh look at all these bells and whistles no i just want to make sure it drives really well i want to make sure it's safe and i want to make sure the price is right that's it that is like literally all i care about and here's the thing every single person you talk to will care about different things your job is to figure that out What's their block? What do they care about? What results are they not seeing that they want to see? And how can you help them? And I want you to also come from it from this very honest place of, and this is what I always do when I'm on a one-on-one call, I always go back to, no, what can I help them with? I don't, I, I want to resist the part of my brain that's telling me, oh, this is what all, this is what the industry will tell them, right? This is what your business coaches are supposed to do this right? Life coaches are supposed to do this. No, I want you to really pick out just a couple things that you want to focus on, on -on one-on-one coaching. And I want you to explain it to them. I want you to say, okay, I, I, I see all this information. I got all this information. I asked all the questions and I want you to tell them in their eyes. I want you to say, okay, so if we work together for six months, here's what we're going to work on. We're going to work on one, We're going to work on how you communicate with everyone, right? If we go back to the life coaching example, it seems like there's communication barriers with your husband at work and with your kids. We we're 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 first going to focus on communication and what's what comes up when you're communicating. And I, and I want to help you communicate in a way that feels good to you, that nurtures your relationships. Okay. It's number one. Number two I really want you to get clear. We, we're going to get clear on your actual goals because it looks like you have a lot of goals, but you can't tackle all of them at once. So we're going to get really clear on two goals, two goals that we're going to really commit to. And then number three, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the tools 
for your mindset. So you just feel good throughout this whole process. Like you see how simple that sounds instead of like, we're going to do you want to make it easy for them. And your job as a coach is to be the coach on the call, not the seller. You're not trying to sell on the call. Let me repeat that. You are not trying to sell your services on the call. What you're really doing is you're trying to identify how you can help them, how you can help another human. And then once you understand that, you want to articulate how you can help them. And then if there is an objection, AKA, I can't afford this. I want you as a human to show up and talk to the human and say, cool. Are you open to talking about this? If they say no, it's a no. If they say, yeah, I would actually like to talk a little further. Cool. Let's talk like two freaking humans. That's it. Even the thought, like I have to learn how to sell on a call is so not serving you. You don't need to convince people. You don't. You just need to be present and be there to serve them. Yeah, you you don't need that energy. You really don't. I promise you, I've made a lot, a lot, a lot of money this year in one-on-one coaching, only selling one single offer. My whole jam is simplify everything, keeping things simple. And that's why I've created this with one offer. And then last but not least, what did I write down? Focus on what, yeah, I want you to always on a sales call, focus on them. Focus on listening. When your brain comes up with a thought, I want you to immediately take, acknowledge that that thought is probably coming out of fear. It's probably trying to convince people. It's probably trying to sell. And I want you to get that thought and I want you to throw it aside. And instead, I want you to listen harder and I want you to ask the hard questions, right? If, I mean, I could go on with examples, but I want you to go in and ask the hard questions. I want you to dig, 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 dig until you really understand what the root of the problem is. And then you can move on to the next question. And when your thoughts come in, if, oh, they can't afford this. I don't think I'm selling them. I don't know if I can help them. I want you to get those thoughts and I want you to put them aside just for the sake of the call. Because in that call, in that sales call, in that discovery call, in that clarity call, that is your job to just listen and make space for a person who came to you for help. They have every intention in with working with you, but they need to feel comfortable and like they're not being sold to. And that's exactly why I'm here as a sales coach telling you that you do not have to sell on a call. You have to make space on these calls. You have to listen on these calls. You have to tell them and articulate how you, a human, can help them, another human. Then you've got to explain exactly what goes on. This is how it's going to work. We're going to work with, we're going to work with each other for six months. We're going to meet weekly. It's going to cost this much. And, and this is what we're going to do. How does that sound? Doesn't have to be complicated. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I really believe there's so much value in there. So I want you on today's episode to really think about 
what you want to implement. What did you learn today that you will 100% focus on getting better at next time and going forward? And then last but not least, I'm so freaking excited because I am in the beginning stages of really creating a group program that is going to, I believe, change the game. I'm so, so pumped. I'm still cooking it up. So if you want to be the first to know about details about my upcoming group program, go ahead and go to my Instagram. Go to the link in my bio. My Instagram is Carmen, C-A-T-D-E-L-C-A-R-M-E-N. Go to the link in my bio and you'll see a wait list to learn more about my program. This specific email list will be the first to know all the details. So if you know 100% that you want to work with me and you've been going back and forth, you're not going to want to miss this group program because I am going to provide so much value on everything I've learned on how you can create four-figure months consistently, up to five-figure months consistently. So get on the list. I will see you next time. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye.